So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to the sport of ladies and gentlemen. I'm uh, I'm John. I'm here. Uh, Brandon's not here. Brandon usually is your host. Brandon's not here tonight. He's off. He's off somewhere gallivanting around doing his doing his poochy stuff and being an exciting young hipster. It's not really what we're about. So I'm here with Stu. Stu's here. Hey guys, how's it going? And Clarence is here as well. I'm here. We are we we are recording what is. Our 200th episode to feature some it sort of audio like problem. Two, it seems like 201. I don't <laughs> care. I don't. I don't know why. It just does. It feels like we just did one and then had some sort of issue. But you know, these things happen. What? There's people out there that may have listened to all of all 200 of them. What? What is the matter with you people? <laughs> it's it's an interesting question, listeners. If this is your two hundredth time listening to the sportive, maybe even two hundred and first. I can't remember whether we actually counted the unlistenable Christmas episode in the actual numbering of the of the shows. But either way, you've listened to this more than two hundred times, and you just got to ask yourself, where did that time go? You're never getting that back. All of those hours spent are gone now. They're never coming back. Your kids are old now. <laughs> and the cats in the cradle. In the cradle and the, and the silver spoon. Little bubble on the man on the moon. This is also the 200th episode in which we've sung Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. Yeah. Not, now that you have a kid, you get it, right, John? I do. I absolutely You absolutely do. get how much I, of an emotional wrecking ball that song is. It I just, thought you guys were idiots, and now if it happens to come no. on the radio, or I just cry. Just cry right into the steering wheel of the car. No, we were um, before I started recording, we were like doing some financial aid stuff for uh, Celia's college. And, oh, no. you know, it's oh, instead no. of, you know, you know, the money stuff, you know, which is, you know, stressful and, you know, getting all the finances worked out. Yep. It's just like... Killing out your FAFSA. I, I mean, I remember me and Howie doing financial aid stuff <laughs> back in 1989. <laughs> and just saying, I'm saying, sure you don't want to go in the fucking army? They'll, they'll pay for it. <laughs> you, you, can, you can handle boot camp, Steve. Trust me. <laughs> and it's like, no, Dad, I just... Not just not 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 the path I really choose to yeah. go on, and I, don't, I remember I don't feel that, cut remember, out. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, we were doing that. I was like, oh Jesus, I just can't, you know. Then you know, I remember you know holding her in my arms when she was like three hours old, and oh, fucking God. in the hospital, and you know Harry Chapin walks in the room. His ghost walked in. He died <laughs> in 1981. with an acoustic guitar. Just start just started cranking on the acoustic guitar and. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh man, you really it's just a wrecking ball. I mean, there's a terrible uh ugly kid Joe that the hair metal band covered it. And I heard it oh, on Rocket 101 really? Sync. Yeah, they did. 
Uh, I heard it on Rockin' 101 St. Cloud um, a couple weeks back, and it still just was a gut punch. So, yeah, I just... I, I've got no nothing left. I just I'm a, <laughs> Stu is emotionally I'm, exhausted. I'm I'm just emotionally exhausted at all times, forever, and that's just that's the part of fatherhood that they don't really tell you about. But by God, it's there. So Stu has nothing let's left talk, to give, and yet and yet exactly. we're in 200 episodes of this podcast. Yeah, so let's talk about Adrian Peterson. Speaking of fatherhood, <laughs> speaking no, of that, was that was not the good transition I was hoping for. No. <laughs> That really, that went poorly. Yes, that was not the way it should have gone at all. So how how often have you felt about beating one of your children? So anyway, I think we all agree that <laughs> so Adrian anyway. Peterson's time here is up, and it's probably for the best for both parties on strictly a football basis. Yep. Uh, he's over 30, um, can't catch the ball, can't block. Fumbles He's never much. been able to pass block. Fumbling issues. He's yeah. a, a, a phenomenally gifted running back, top 10 all time. He's lost That's, bursts, too. He's lost yeah. that burst. He did, not a NFL yeah. scout. And yeah, there's, this, it's, I, it's I just, I, he, it might be there at times, but it's not there consistently, probably. No. No. And, I mean, we all remember him carrying a terrible fucking Vikings team to the playoffs. Almost breaking Eric Dickerson's record, and that was a just, bad football team. That was a bad team. That was a Christian bad Ponder team that made the playoffs. That made the playoffs incredible. with a running back oriented offense in the 2010s. Yeah, is was, not easy to do. He absolutely deserved whatever you know MVP consideration he got because it was just amazing. I, he was just a phenomenal running back whose flaws have been picked apart ad infinitum by us, by everybody else, off the field, on the field, uh, woke and unwoke critics alike. We all know what his flaws are, and I think we all, again, we all hope, you know, whatever, wherever he lands, hopefully things work out for the best. He was uh, incredible. I don't feel well, like that. Oh really? You want him to? You want him to suffer? No, you want, oh. I would like his wow. career to spiral bitter. down. You, you are a bitter man. Wow. He, he's he's gone from he's gone from my favorite team. Why would I hope for good things for him? That's fair. That's reasonable. Okay, that, but yeah, but you want like him? He's but my I mean, best friend or anything? You want both of his knees to be shredded and for him to still be no, uh, inadequate parent would, at best? I think I would prefer for him to consistently play behind. Vikings quality offensive lines and average minus point five yards per carry and just sort of struggle and complain about how much he gets paid even though it's clearly far too much. I'd like for him to be eclipsed by the backup on every team he plays on from now on. And Ooh. just slowly sort of slide off into oblivion. You want ill you harbor ill will towards him. Wow. Yeah, but I'm I'm not saying I want him to get hurt. I'm not saying I want him to suffer pain or anything you like that. You want bad things to happen to him, though. That's true. Mm -hmm. I want bad things to happen to his career, but that's because he doesn't play for my favorite team anymore. But you hate the Vikings. <laughs> well, they're my least favorite team of all of my least favorite teams. But I, I don't think that's an illegitimate opinion to have. No. 
He was on my no, team, and that, I wanted that's, him to do that's great. That's rational. No, that's that's the rational yeah. part that that you also want him to get hurt and still be a bad parent is weird. I don't know. I don't know where you get that from. <laughs> Stu, I two hundred episodes, and you're still putting words into my mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take it up with your brother. <laughs> Poor Dave. He doesn't even get to be on this podcast and defend Whoa. himself, and he gets made fun of on every one of them. Oh, well, I we we sort of talked a little bit about this via email, but the the question that Brandon had, and I I think it's a good one, is is there any athlete in Minnesota history that you've been sort of similarly both happy to see go and yet have him be an excellent player for your team. Do you know what I mean? Well, the two that immediately come to mind are um, I was never a big Marion Gabrick fan. Right. Now, I wouldn't put him on the level of AP. He's not going to, he's unlikely to make the Hall of Fame. Um, he, he was just the best player on, on some very bad Minnesota Wild teams and a, and a few average teams, but he was the, their best player for an era right. like AP, and I just never quite appreciated the type of game that he plays or him as a person. Um, the other one, notable <laughs> person that I've never liked and have made that known on this podcast um, is Christian Guzman. Pretty good player for some good Twins teams. Uh, when he slid headfirst into second for a double and was safe, but jammed his finger on the base and immediately stood up and walked off the field <laughs> while the ball was still in play and, and it was, was tagged out. out. <laughs> that play <laughs> still enrages me as i speak of it right now i get angry <laughs> if you can imagine the level of anger as i was laying in my basement watching that on television on a warm sunny day i'll never forget it um it's... that place more than any one play in minnesota sports history perhaps made me hate an individual player <laughs> i can't think of another play that just immediately made me hate a Minnesota player. The only as much one is that single. The one that came immediately to my mind was a little bit similar in the in the playoffs that one year when Nick Punto rounded third too far and got picked off. <laughs> That's a good yes. like in the Twins' last good chance. I didn't hate Nick good Punto example. before. I'd spent a lot of time making fun of him for being an sure, ineffective but player. Hatred wasn't there, yeah. but the hatred has always been there after that. Because he was going nowhere. He just wanted to seem like he was scrappy and, oh, I'll be there if the catcher drops the ball. Well, you got thrown out and you ended the Twins' chance of winning this game, Nick. I hope you're happy. Now, I I never gave two fucks about the Wolves, but I suspect you guys have. What are your feelings on Kevin Garnett? Because he's the only one that I think reaches AP's level in this town that maybe people were in – Maybe indifferent might be the word for when he left, or happy that he was going to a good team. How would you describe that departure? Yeah, I would have. I was happy that he was going to a team that wasn't managed by idiots, because the Timberwolves were probably at the at the nadir of their Kevin McHale years, where they just they couldn't do anything right whatsoever. 
everything they tried was a terrible idea. And finally, they just had to give up and blow up the whole franchise by trading Garnett for a collection of terrible players from Boston just because they had to get him off the team. It was it was almost a loyalty deal just to be like, I'm sorry we've wasted so many years of your life. Here's our best chance of giving you some a chance to go somewhere and win, which, to his credit, he did go and win an NBA championship in Boston and has sort of had a... Has sort of had a varied legacy in Minnesota since then, considering he came back, uh, didn't play a whole lot, collected a lot of money, then Thibodeau came in, pushed him out, and now he's mad at Minnesota again, as if anybody had anything to do with that except for Tom Thibodeau, who wanted Garnett out of the way just in case a player from, like, Joakim Noah happened to walk by and needed a roster spot, and he could give that out, so... That's really the only one, like you say, in the modern era of Minnesota sports, he's really the only guy who comes sort of close to AP in the in that kind of stature. So that's really the only comparison in terms of stature. But it the way that he left town was just sort of such a different circumstance of mm-hmm. not just leaving at the end of. Well, I guess the Vikings declined his option, so he's not at the end of end of his contract technically, but. Not sort of leaving when it was a good time for everybody involved, but instead sure. being dumped because the Timberwolves owed him something more than anything. So Now, Johan was the Twins' best player, obviously. For, right. Uh, but he, I, I don't think he that's has actually, a long that's a, actually a really, That's a really good one, Clarence. Yeah. Uh, he just isn't – he wasn't here maybe quite long enough to be to, – to reach the KGAP level. I don't know how long Johan was here. Was it like six years? Yeah, it, I felt like he was in the bullpen for about four consecutive seasons. Yeah, I just and then they finally made him into a starter. There's something about longevity with AP, and maybe I'm misremembering the Johan era. I, he obviously was very good, and he was here for some time, but just not quite for quite as long. The weird thing about Johan, that at least this was my memory, is that whenever. Whenever you thought about how awesome he was, there was always sort of looming in your back in the back of your mind that the twins would have to get rid of him at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe That's it was true. just because I think he probably le- was traded about the year a year or two after Hunter, a- after Tory Hunter signed with Los Angeles, and the the twins were still throwing uh, throwing around nickels like manhole covers, proverbially, proverbially, and so. I I think it always just sort of seemed like as soon as Johan got good, he had one foot out the door. Yes. Maybe that's unfair, but it it was just sort of the twins of that era of not wanting to spend any money on anybody. Oh, wait, that's just like now. Classic John. Classic John right there. (laughs) Pitcher can only be such a so big of a star to it when they only pitch every five, play every five days. Right. I don't know. It's just, it's not quite the same. No. And Hunter, is Tory Hunter a good comparison? Obviously, Hunter is nowhere near yeah. as good as Adrian Peterson was. Yeah. He did. I think the only thing I can think of is if Joe Maurer left. That might be the only thing that might touch AP leaving in the fans being some level of happy or indifferent. Right. For a, kind of, I don't want to call him a superstar, but a high level, at once high level player. 
it's sort of an interesting comparison, Joe Maurer, because he was so good for so long, just like Adrian Peterson, and then events transpired that yeah. made him less than his peak. I mean, for Peterson, it was a series of injuries and also being suspended for beating his child, whereas for Maurer, it was just accidentally getting a brain injury, and he's never been the same since, so it's a little bit different, but... That, that's a, that's an interesting comparison, and I assume we'll face up to this after Maurer's contract ends next year. Mm-hmm. But on the on the flip side, I can't imagine the market for Maurer being particularly busy. I can't imagine him going. So I just can't imagine them no. parting ways. Pole I can't ends, imagine him leaving. being who they are. I just I don't see them making that business decision. I don't. They brought back Cuddy Hawkins. That's <laughs> true. Tori, they they did that. I, Falvey didn't do that. I mean, no. everybody knows that, right? That's not a something that Falvey said. Okay, first, I'm not firing the pitching coach. I'm not firing the manager. Um, I'm not really doing much of anything all winter. But I will tell you what I am going to do. I'm bringing these three guys back. That's that's day one. That's what I'm going to do. That's not his idea. Bringing those guys back. That was a bona fide. Either Dave St. Peter or more than likely a pole-eyed move. It's just that it reeks of those two. This nice is hockey a good time, team, Dave. This is a good time to to transition to the Twins. It's a good lead-in because I'm not, I'm starting to I'm not convinced Derek Valvey is a real person. <laughs> I I haven't I didn't watch the press conference when they introduced him. I haven't seen any of the media stuff. I haven't. I haven't seen the video evidence, and by all evidence from the moves the Twins have actually made this year, I can only assume that Terry Ryan is still in charge of the team. Are we sure Derek Falvey is not just some sort of actor hired by the front office, brought in? Can you put that into an anagram finder and see if that comes out as Terry Ryan, (laughs) Derek Falvey? Yep. I might. I'm not good at anagrams. Terry Ryan lives or something like that. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Somebody's gonna just come across a discovery someday and <laughs> just wait a second. A beautiful mind just stuff pinned up around the walls. Pictures of Terry <laughs> Ryan. Pictures out of a magazine and rearranged them. Yep. <laughs> it's the it it's the simplest explanation, and we know that the simplest explanation is usually right. So. Mm-hmm. The simplest explanation, and I, I wrote a dumb thing about this in the Twins Daily blogs that nobody seemed to really like. The simplest explanation is that Terry Ryan is dressing up in a disguise and pretending to be Derek Falvey every day. It seems Hello, obvious when kids. you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Get some hair plugs and yep. dress shirt. I saw I saw Mission Impossible with... Uh, what's the guy's name from the seventies TV show? Peter Graves. Tiny guy. Peter Graves oh. was drawing a blank there. I was thinking of Tom Cruise. No, we're we're going no, back. Peter Graves. Right? One of us. One of us. Really? Peter Graves is a Minnesotan. Yep. I didn't know that. Where is he from? Good question, Clarence. I'm going to look that up. See if he's a university guy or if he's actually born here. Ah, okay. Peter Graves. Or if he's one of us Google. in the sense of like John Madden who drove through Austin, Minnesota once. and Oh, oh yeah, Born he's in one of us. Born in Minneapolis, so not as good as St. Paul, but, you know. No, it's not. But, well, it'll do. We'll it'll do. do. 
All right. Twins, they uh, have sucked so far. Nobody's hitting. Pitching has been miserable. They got beat 19 to nothing. Byung-ho Park is tearing the cover off the ball, so I would wish you would reconsider that. Uh, basically, nobody is throwing curveballs yet. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. It's funny. Every time Byung-ho Park gets a hit, they mention in the paper how fast the fastball was that he hit because the rap on him was that he couldn't catch up to the fastball. So... I don't, I mean, maybe he's changed something. Maybe now he can catch up to the Major League Fastball. God, I hope you're right. I think, that would be great. I, I think I remember seeing someone write about how that was a rap on him that he couldn't hit a fastball, and they actually looked it up, and it was breaking stuff that he really had trouble with. So, who knows? We can but. sit here all day long and break down every single position player on the Twins and pray up to Jesus that they all either, that they all turn it around. Right. And let's say they all have. They all do. Every position player turns it around. It doesn't mean dick. Pitching. That's it. That's all that matters. Pitching's got to turn it around. That's it. Yep. Yeah. It's true. That's why the... long about the hitting. And Byung-Ho Park now can turn on a fastball. It's irrelevant. Doesn't make any difference. Unless Byung-Ho Park can throw six good innings, he's really not going to help the team very much. Like Duffy and Santiago got shelled. Yep. Absolutely shelled. Gibson got shelled today. Um, We need to entirely focus every ounce of energy on this pitching staff. That's all we talk about. That's all we care about. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the Pakoda, which is, I think, a type of potato chip, but also a mathematical thing. The improvement came from the pitching staff just being bad instead of world historic bad. But what if they're still world historic bad? Then the rest of it doesn't matter. Byron exactly. Buxton could be an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. They're still going to lose. Sano could hit 45 games. home runs. It doesn't matter. 95 games. They still lose yep. 95. Yep. It's not going to matter. Again, we, we went over this at the end of the year last year. The gap between 114 and the American League as far as runs allowed was like 90, and the gap between 14 and the Twins was like 130. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's fucking insane. It's impossible. It it's, literally it's, can't be done. You will literally have to be almost in shoeless Joe Jackson territory to do that. And it's, I just I and they brought back every single starting pitcher that they mm-hmm. ended the season with. They did not make a single change. No, not not one. And I I mean I we don't expect them to like you know give up Brian Dozier to get like I don't freaking know like some thirty eight year old soft tosser, but no. Rich Hill there was the. Free agent market was limited. I get all the excuses. We, we understand. We, I don't we, want to hear we've it. Been, we have been talked down to about this enough. We, we get it. it. We understand. Your boy it. geniuses, you're all so stinking smart with your with your degrees and all with your young hipster looks and your clothing. Make some <laughs> fucking. Let's hear it. Let's let's, let's see some uh, action behind all this talk about how awesome you are, boy geniuses. <laughs> Trademark registered. And your clothing. <laughs> Take that, hipsters. Your slick back hair and your loud cars driving around town on Saturday night. Ah. 
see some meat and potatoes behind yep. all this talk. Yep. You're all, you're all, you're all hat, no cattle. I still Let's go. The the one I can't figure out of all of the twins pitching moves, and this is on beyond Ryan Vogelsong and on beyond Matt Matt Belisle. I cannot figure out for the life of me why they've got Trevor May, who may or may not be a good starter, and they've got Jose Barrios, who may or may not be a good starter, sort of waiting in the wings, but yet they brought back Hector Santiago. I just do not understand that. It's just they brought everybody back. I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, Hughes has a contract, and he was hurt, and he's coming back slowly, and Santana had a good year, and Kyle Gibson is the most mediocre starting pitcher in in the major leagues, but... At least he's probably going to throw 175 innings, and he's a fifth starter, and whatever you want to do with that. But after that, you, you've got a couple of guys that you might want to see what you got, whether it's Duffy or whether it's Barrios or whether it's Trevor May or whether it's probably a couple other guys. What makes you look at Hector Santiago and go, you know, I think this career guy who gets slapped around everywhere he goes is probably something we need on our team next year. I just do not understand that. Uh, I, Does this count I, as our Twins preview episode? Because I'm afraid no. I might be okay. No? Brandon would be furious if we did the, twin, the Twins yeah, preview episode right. without him. Do we care what Brandon thinks? We care a little bit. He usually records we the do. podcast, so we should at You're least. Right. We do. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Fine. Fine. F. All right, let's get off, let's get off twins. Let's talk go for hoops. Are you happy, Stu? Are you are you the happiest you've ever been? Uh, did they're they play be, tonight? They're gonna be in. They're gonna be in the NCAA tournament. They are. That's I, awesome. I, I thought I, you'd be dancing here. I wish so hard for Gopher basketball to be relevant again. I it's so fun, but you know I don't know. Having watched two and a half games now, I really feel like I don't have much ground to stand Dude, on. Why don't you watch them? This is a fun team to watch. They are an easy team to cheer for. There's no just yes, flat-out superstar. Yes, they I, have... They actually play defense. Uh, yes, I, I, I understand Phil, and uh, it's uh, just... Uh, I just uh, don't... I just haven't had the time to watch them, and I feel bad. You, you need to... Carve out some time. I I, I I understand. And I understand, Phil, and I'll talk to a yeah. bunch of <laughs> lovable goofballs. These guys are. I mean, fun it, they, to watch. the the two and a half games that I've watched, they've been very fun. Um, I've enjoyed them. They've won two of the two and a half. Um, and I'll I'm sure I'll watch their tournament games. So they've won like what eight in a row, John. I think eight in a row is correct by a total. I mean, that would, if you add it all is, up, by a total of fourteen points, I think. In three overtime games, <laughs> right? Is, which is you know, for just that's sustainable. I don't mean to sound like Dave, but that's sustainable. That's not it prone to regression. <laughs> but, uh, in a college basketball season, though, it doesn't matter how sustainable it is. Yeah, Nothing college basketball is insane. I, I real I realize that the college basketball is just crazy, but I am and especially. I mean, college basketball and especially Big Ten basketball, there is no consistency whatsoever from anyone None. from one game to the next. And that is why the people that I know that bet on college basketball, I look at them, and it, it was just oh, this God. odd. You, this is what you've chosen to bet on. Right. These people, there are highlight games that are more consistent than 
Big Ten basketball game. These are the kids that you're going to bet this amount of money on. Yeah. Why not you're crazy? Person. Why not bet on horse racing based in alphabetical order? <laughs> bet on NASCAR. Bet on like Casino War, where it's just like red card, blue, black card, red card, black card. I mean, it's there's it's uh, I, I it's crazy. This team, this particular team, though, is far closer to the uh, late '90s team that didn't exist. Didn't, mm-hmm. but didn't I know it did because I remember it. I was, I, I was I, there. I remember it. I was there. Apparently, it didn't exist, but I was there. I know what happened. This team is far closer to those two: the John Thomas, Miles Tarver, um, likable, you know, hardworking. No. Uh, they all played for each other. They they played defense. They worked hard. Whereas the other tournament teams, I don't remember. Did Humphreys go to a tournament? No. That no. was when I was in college, and I can vouch that those, those were, were bad, bad teams. Unwatchable. He'd throw up 400 shots a game and had just no yeah. interest in passing. But Every he does game. own the he, he owns the five guys in St. Cloud, if that makes you guys feel any better. He? He does. Well, well, God bless him for that because mm-hmm. watching him play college basketball um, was not as good as a five guys yes. French fries. That was miserable. That was a miserable time mm-hmm. for Gopher basketball. No, Anyways, this, right. new, this, this team now is far more enjoyable than any Gophers basketball team in the last 25 years. Really? 20, let's say 20 years. Yeah, let's say 20 years. I... I I'm try- I'm racking my brain trying to think of one that was more fun, and I got nothing. It's been a while. There were so many teams that had Ralph Sampson on them, and he was just such a frustrating player to watch. There was that 17-year stretch with uh, Mbakwe. Yep. Trevor Mbakwe's nine-year career was kind of fun, but... Yeah, I, I got nothing. I think you're. I think you're exactly right right there. So jump on the the wagon here, Stu. Let's go. It's time. Yeah, I, I I mean I will. I'm not you know gonna lie, and I, I will enjoy watching the tournament games. It'll be fun. Are you guys NCAA tournament heads? Like take off work, watch the games all day no. kind of people? No, no. I, I've gone to Vegas for it once. That was fun. Was that it? would be fun. Yes, was it, it was actually fun? It, it, yeah, it was absolute. It was absolutely except for the the cab line to get into Vegas. Oof. Wednesday night, that was a pain in the ass, but my friend Shush and I killed a 750 of uh, Captain Morgan on the flight there, so that was that was that's, okay. That's in, uh, This must have been a few years ago, I would think. That was a th- I think it was a thousand years ago. I think it was literally <laughs> 1,000 years ago. <laughs> it, was, it was so long ago, back when I was cool and interesting, or at least thought I was. Um, can oh, we talk cool. about hockey? You want to talk hockey. about hockey? Oh, that's Mr. like Puck. the biggest. I thought we were going to open with hockey, so I just—I forgot. I forgot to actually get a list together of what we were going to do. So I'm just going off things as I remember them. Riffing. This is like jazz music. John's just riffing. <laughs> it's yep. the topics we don't discuss that are the best. Ah, <laughs> uh, so we traded. Doing? We traded for a guy who was really good, but we gave up a lot to get him. Am I correct in that? Yes, that's it. I would even venture to say they overpaid. But I given think. the situation they're in, going all in is acceptable. Where considering where they are, 
They just better Sometimes win. Sometimes you overpay. Sometimes you do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the point that a lot of people have made, and I think they're right, is that the Wild have a number of guys coming through sort of the prospect pipeline. So the value of draft picks for the next couple of years is maybe a little bit lower. Plus, they're hoping that those picks that they gave up, which is like, I think they gave up a first rounder and a second rounder and another second rounder or another third rounder. Conditional second rounder. Yeah. They're they're hoping for uh, ho- hoping for those picks to be real low in their respective rounds. So it it may it makes some sense to at least try it now. It make it would have made no sense to try to save for another year, I think. Because they got a number of guys, Eric Stahl, sort of chief among them, that are sure. old and not getting any better. So, well, Jason Pominville, I guess, is also in that group. So it it makes some sense to to give up more than more than you might have at another time to get a couple of guys that are going to keep you from having to play um, Tyler Grayo back a lot. Although then everybody got the mumps again for what is going on in the wild locker room. I don't know, John. I don't know what's going on. Every year, I, I, there's an infectious disease that hasn't been that has vaccines for it. That I, I want bl- to blame room. like, like I'd like to blame like Marin County parents, but I don't think anybody <laughs> lets their kids play hockey out there. So I, I don't. How do you not? How do you get mumps? <laughs> I don't it doesn't make any I sense. So it's mumps and like chicken pox. These and goddamn hippies who won't immunize their kids and all I just, related and I don't really know. Hand, how foot, it, and mouth I don't disease. Really works. Yeah. Freaking polio is like gonna like overtake the locker room next year just for variety. I just it makes absolutely no sense and I don't get it, John, and it's making me sad, but they're still winning. Your brother yeah. is even happy. And he can't be no. What is he happy about? Last he night's ha- game. Last was- night, according to John, this is this is. I don't think this is public knowledge, but John's brother was happy when the Wild won a sh- like the a wild game in Manitoba last night. I thought he was rooting for them to lose. No, he what heard himself he- celebrating when when they scored the late goal. Mm, so he switched <laughs> sides now. He. I, I th- he, will, he will be the last one. I think that is the last guy on the yeah. bandwagon. Dave's on the bandwagon. Well, that's good to have him. Good. Yeah. We're not going to judge. Oh, oh, okay, okay. No. we are going to judge. We are going to no. judge without I question. Cannot, judge. Oh, I'm going to judge silently, but not to yeah. his face. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very angry man, and he will he'll punch you right in the face. I'll do it to him over Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Poor t- I, I feel like I've dragged Dave into this morass of Twitter trolling. Like, if it hadn't been for me being part of this podcast, Clarence would never have tweeted at Dave. Just never. over and no. over again to just try to make <laughs> no. his life miserable. <laughs> well, I may. I mean, you never know. <laughs> There's true. a lot of people I do that to. You just could just randomly. pick somebody out, just sort of randomly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it could have happened, but it it was much less likely to happen. Far less likely. You're right. But I do want to say, last night's game was one of the more ridiculous wild wins I've ever seen in my whole entire life. That's the life. kind of team. That's the kind of win that they're typically on the uh, that a Minnesota sports team is typically on the other side. Yeah, they never will win that game. I've been on the other side of that a million freaking times. The yeah. second night, of, the second night of a back to back on the road against uh, losing, a, losing a lead 
with half your team out from a disease that was you know right. wiped out in the 1930s. I mean, Blew a three-goal lead. Their goal, one of the goals, hit the goaltender's hit the goaltender went off the back wall, hit the goaltender in the back, and went into the goal, which mm-hmm. is Darcy Kemper, who's the most mentally fragile goalie in a profession <laughs> that's filled with mentally yeah. fragile people. So he immediately went to crap. Gave up another goal. Then they killed two penalties in the final six minutes of the game that were probably undeserved. And then they scored a shorthanded winner to win it. Nobody does that. That's ridiculous. It's very strange. It was a very strange game to watch. They should have they should have lost that game and they should have lost yeah. two more after it because of how I, painful it was. I mean, I never call Clarence. Not ever. But I almost called him when Zucker scored. I almost did. Because, but I figured, yeah, he's, he, might, he might be sleeping or he might be at a game and he's, like, taping it to, like, watch it later. So I didn't want to bug, bug him about it. But, Thank I mean, that you. Was, no, that I, was, would have been fine. It was, I mean, it was just, I was like, I, I, even me, I know I'm Mr. Puck, but you may not know this, that I'm actually kind of less of a hockey mind than both of you. And it just seemed like this is just freaking crazy. I can't believe I I'm watching this game. I short. It, it, it was amazing. I jumped yeah. up and did the fist pump and thought about going <laughs> to the Twitter about with the Zucker stuff, but I've done it so stinking much that it's like... But it's okay. All right. It's okay. Uh, yeah. r- running bits into the ground is sort of what sports Twitter is for. Oh, I do it. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm not afraid. It's just... <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know. It Maybe, was late just it, me, Sometimes, I sometimes let, it, let, it, let it rest a little bit, but... It'll be funny the next time you do socks and underwear. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. That's what the people want. I mean, Wade was looking for it last night. He was like just lonely. I think you know, sitting in his Apple Brady Valley. Did it, in, and I didn't do it. And yeah, his I mansion on the hill in Apple Valley, just sitting there, you know, waiting for the, you to I tweet call it. it. The Acropolis. The yeah, it's <laughs> up on the hill. The Acropolis, the shining palace up on the hill. <laughs> he drives past Newbie's place and dumps out his garbage. Bit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he'll pick it up. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was a great game. I mean, I mean, I, that was a really really fun game to watch. And I watched me and uh, Piper watch like the last period and a half, and it was just it was fun. I've really enjoyed watching the Wild this year. I think the playoffs are going to be fun with this team. That people, I, people are going to have expectations, and that will be fun. Mm-hmm. And when this when they lose. It's going to be. We're all just get setting ourselves up. It's oh, yeah. monumental disappointment. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that, right? We all, yes. we all know that, right? Like when they lose to Chicago, that we're all going to yeah. be so yeah. depressed. That's that's going to be awful. But in the meantime, it's fun. It's going to be it's going to be a fun playoff season, especially since the weather has already sort of turned, and so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a great time to just sort of be outside, maybe on the patio somewhere, watching a game. Watching, I, I feel like the whole town is going to be watching or at the bar watching. It's just going to be a good time to be a Wild fan this spring. Yes. Followed by, as Clarence mentions, the biggest letdown of all uh, of Minnesota hockey history. Followed by us staring at the twin standings and being like, man, they're 8-20 and 20 again. How did this happen? The Gophers will have already lost their first round game. That will yep. be like two months in the rearview mirror. Yep. And we'll have yeah. the Vikings will oh, have drafted no teams. offensive lineman in the draft. The Vikings don't even have a first round pick. They yep. can't get excited about the Vikings draft. All we'll have is the Twins. Yep, we'll just be 
we'll all sit there and collectively realize that we're just one step closer to death. <laughs> but until then, fun. Fun as hell. Fun as hell. Speaking of, I this is only interesting to me, but I still want to talk about it, which is the, that the Loons open the season on Friday. And it's been... Oh, hold on, John. John. Uh, uh, yes? I, can we please talk about the trade? We can talk about it. Is he good? That's all I want to know. Is he good? Uh, it's, Mar- uh, it, it's Martin Hannett, right? The guy yep. who produced the uh, first Joy Division and New Order albums for Factory Records. <laughs> They're really good records. I mean, it's that like the when post punk turned into like new wave and dance music, he like like straddled that divide and like it's just some really critical albums. But he's also apparently a really good hockey player from the Arizona Coyotes. Stu, I just want to say that much of this podcast is based on deep pulls out of nowhere. Clarence's particular specialty is pulling similar names out of absolute nowhere that you never saw coming. But that right there might be the deepest cut of all of the deep cuts we've ever had on this podcast. That is Thank a you. very I, I, deep I hope it, my, my one goal is I, I hope like Mac Wilson listens to the show every once in a while, I think, and maybe he'll get that reference, but that's about Remind it. Me, I, anyway, I anyway it was, I saw like one of the guys who plays for the Coyotes, my brother like sent me the email saying that they're all pissed off about losing him, so. They are. Shane so, Doan, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's they're the guy, Shane The guy who named, the back pills are named, he's like from sort of back pill dynasty or whatever so i don't know <laughs> yes. but same, yeah one in the same but, but martin hansel is the actual person's name right mm-hmm. right okay yes. and he's and he's legitimately good right so he's a big giant of a man mm-hmm. that plays center yeah gives them center depth exactly what they needed allows mm-hmm. coil to move to the wing where he belongs which we've said um, for 12 years now and if you were more wing depth and they had center depth so they needed that they kept rotating in a fourth center trying to find somebody that would click now they've got him that can they can throw into that third center role um, he's good at face-offs now i'm somebody that thinks face-offs are overrated winning face-offs is something that's cited far too often uh not as important in a game as is for as often as it's cited, it's important, but it's it, not as important. It's important, but even the best face-off guys are like 57%. It's just not. It's, yes. So you're so, buying yourself like one face-off a night. I think it's kind of universally understood that they the Wild overpaid, and now that the, the deadline, the trade deadline's over, I think, seeing what other people did and what they paid for those moves... You can you can definitely conclude that they overpaid. That said, uh, of of the things that the Wild have done, there's a lot of decisions they've made over the years that I have uh, disagreed with and expressed my disagreement over years. You know, I'll, I'll have one decision that I will I, I still complain about them sitting Jason Zucker for Mike Rupp. That happened like three and a half years ago. It was a one, maybe two game decision, and I still complain about it. This is not something, this is something I got over relatively quickly. I, I get what they're up to. Um, they overpaid, but I get it. What the hell? Let's swing for the fences. They're going to disappoint us, and I'll be sad about it, but uh, I get why they did it. 
Yeah. Right, now you can, you can you can move on to the kicky the kicky thing. So. And every every I, I will say that every game Ryan White's played for the Minnesota Wild, he scored a goal. So it's hard not to like that. He's already that's ahead. Sustainable, of, John. And he, he looks like Lemmy for Motorhead, and that's he like does. awesome. He does. Yes. So then they interview him after the game, and he grabs the cop's hat, St. Paul cop's hat, puts it on during the interview. I mean, that's just the kind of stuff that endures. <laughs> yeah. It endears. That's People, endearing. Um, I think um, the one guy I follow on Twitter, uh, C Swamp Town, said, "Embrace lovable goofballs, talented, I, lovable goofballs. Celebrate them. Celebrate them." So, and I'm he, on board. as I said last night, all the makings. He, if he scores a big playoff goal, uh, he has all the makings to be a folk hero yep. in his town. All, he, it's, all the tools are there. He just yep. has to put it together. He'll he'll never have to pay for a drink at Allery's the rest of his life if he does that. Never again. And you know, folk heroes are made by by uh, talent and circumstance. So mm-hmm. he, he's got it in him. He's got the folk hero talent. He's got the hair. He's got the goofballness. Now he just needs to take advantage of the circumstance. That's the only and next step. No matter what, he's already had a Matt Molson for goals scored by a end of season <laughs> rental. So. That didn't take long. Yeah, wasn't wasn't real tough. Uh, Matt Molson. What was? Oh yeah, I was going to talk about soccer. I you guys can just go quiet for this. It's 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 kind of a it's kind of a strange week because. Well, it, you, I mean, I can add some things to it now that it's out of the bag that my employer has put in on a big party. I assume that the, was uh, your idea, Stu. I assume that you were the one that was like, wait a second. Tailgating at Minnesota nope, United nope. Games is that, super that was, fun. Uh, that, was, that was in the works long before I got there. Cause, um, Stu, if there's nothing... It, this is our podcast. We don't care about what the truth is. I want to no, give you credit. No. You're just going to sit there and take it. <laughs> um, Are you crazy? I, um, for it. Uh, as we're well aware, uh, my boss uh, threw away her, her uh, third place medal from when she was <laughs> in the, the World Cup because she's awesome. And her boss, who is the owner of the company, is a giant soccer fan. So, yeah. Sort of, and and when they decided to move down the street for a couple of years, while uh, the Midway Stadium gets built, uh, it was sort of a no-brainer to do this, especially with whatever the fuck is going on with the tailgating situation on I, campus. So it's I, it's I, uncomfortable. I, I don't think anyone has no one. We 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 sure as hell don't know. Um, right. So I mean, we're still asking, like, why aren't they doing this? Why, you know, because we don't have anything to compete against. I mean, there's no. We're just going to put a tent up on the brewery <laughs> uh, grounds and get some food, get some food, get some grills out there, tap a couple of kegs, and you know, say, hey, come on over. So it's the easiest business. This is it is. This is what you do. All you literally had to do is it is. All it's literally us. Yeah, it's we got Otherwise, yeah. We got a giant fucking tent. That was the extent of our, you know, outlay for this. So I, it's, I don't, I don't get anything about what's going on, other than it's, you know, probably good for my employer that it's going the way it is. It's certainly is about the only people it's going well for. And now that's early stepping up, it's going to be nice for those of us who really like tailgating at Minnesota United games that. There's actually some place to do it. I will say that it, I don't think anybody from the University of Minnesota management is probably listening to this podcast because of all the things we've said about them. 
That'd be odd. They'd be massive. Yeah, they they. Mm-hmm. If you're still here on episode 200, guys, we we're not sorry for the things we said, and I'm not sorry not for saying this bit. either. It's unconscionable that you're not allowing tailgating at these games. There's no reason not to. It's it's ridiculous, and you're wrong, and you should feel you should feel bad about it. So that's all I'm going to say about yep. that. But I, I'm glad that I'm glad that we can tailgate it early. I I'm looking forward to that. It's not that far from the stadium, and even if it is, you can always walk over to the light rail, and it's like one stop down. And yeah, if you're exactly. Just I mean, it's yeah. It's I think it's a one point one mile. I mean, it's not. Yeah. You know, obviously, if the weather's shitty, that's a whole other thing. But you have that like little. Uh, you have both the uh, university sidewalk and then, like that little like bus shuttle like right. path. I mean, there's so yeah, you can get there from there, and I mean, there's obviously the the there's the bike path. I mean, it's yeah. And if we, if you we, need we, a ride, call Stu. I mean, Stu will be there, and he'll just take <laughs> you over to the stadium. <laughs> I'll just push you right over to Michael Rand, and it'll be super easy. So. Yep, exactly. I might set up some sort of bicycling rickshaw type, like they got in downtown Minneapolis. Some sort of bicycle rickshaw. <laughs> I almost, business. I'm almost certain that that like will probably be in play yeah, around there. It's, it's smart. Now you're soccer fans, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you right. Right fucking now, motherfuckers. I'm not taking your euros. <laughs> American cash, you sons of bitches. Listen, I don't care about any exchange rate. I don't care about any Brexit. <laughs> Hard American cash. Green yeah, ones. Right. No pictures of the queen on these. <laughs> it's not green. Some color other than green. Yeah. Get it right. They're all the same here. size in this country, so <laughs> make with the cash. Where was I going? Oh, I was going to – it's strange being somebody who has been a fan of the Minnesota pro soccer teams, the various incarnations for a while. It's been such a strange week knowing that they're going to be on Fox Sports 1 this week with, like, national announcers talking about how the team is playing. And it's also semi-terrifying because everybody is picking them to be the worst team in the league. And so it's it's just sort of this mounting fear in my mind of what if they lose twelve to nothing? Will they get kicked out of the league? It could happen. I, I maybe they're more. just going to be like, you know what, you're not ready. Come back next year. We're going to do the schedule without you. It feels like it could happen right now because it's it, it it's just sort of this strange situation for. This team that I used to be literally the only person in the press box sometimes covering is now an MLS team with, like, national people paying attention to them. I listened to the the fifty five one podcast at Alexi Lalas, the former U.S. national team guy who now does color commentary for Fox Sports 1, who had they, – they interviewed him and he had all this information on the team and all the players on the team. And that's just so strange – to see this happening, and it's going to happen. They're going to play an MLS game on Friday against a bunch of hippies from Portland. It's 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 just an odd week. It's an odd feeling having this happen this week. That's a real. I, I have no real breakdown except that I I think they're going to lose about seven to nothing. That's that's what I'm expecting at this point. But I 
it's just it's just odd to be in this in in this scenario. And the next week when they actually play a home in the last game, it'll be even stranger. It's just it's it's a weird time. That's all I have to say about that. Well, we're all happy for you, John. I can tell you that much. <laughs> happy that you're happy. Hey, I, I appreciate that, Clarence. I, I'm not sure I believe you, but I appreciate well, that. We are happy. So, anyway, that's. I, I, I take questions, but anybody who's still listening is is a saint for still going. So we can just sort of pass on by that. But I guess what I'm saying is Minnesota United starts the season on Friday, and if if you listen to this in any sort of in, in, in with any sort of speed in the next couple of days, then you're going to hear that before Friday night. So check the game out. I guess is where I'm going with that. All right, that's enough soccer talk. What else we got? I I can't remember what else we had on the list. You got to help me out here. Uh, it's quarter to eleven, so we could probably just call it if we wanted up. to. Yeah, oh, I yeah. guess I don't think we had anything. You got a there, kid for Christ's sake. Who does? Go to bed, John. You Go do. Bed. I do. Bed. Yes, yeah. you do. There's an MLS team, and I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. What a year. All right. Well, this is as we mentioned. This is episode two hundred, and I, I, I think thank we you to every honest to God from the bottom of my black dead heart. Thank you to everyone who stuck with us. It's amazing I, that anybody listens to this and people listen to it. So, thank you. It's it's amazing to me. I checked the stats this week. Sixteen people in the last month have listened to the first episode of the sport. Amazing. That was two hundred episodes ago. So I wanted to give a special shout out to those sixteen people. Thank you for starting over from the start. Apparently, you like, fucking you know morons. You I'm are gonna amazing. I'm going to slog through two hundred episodes of these guys talking about what's on TV. They're they're watching a game and just talking about it, knowing that this podcast is not being broadcast live knowing that their reactions in real time will be entirely uninteresting to everyone in the future, and yet they're still doing it, and I applaud them for it, so much so that I'm going to go back and start at episode one. I applaud. Thank you, listeners, for sticking with us. It's amazing to me every time I look at how many people download this that it hasn't dropped off and indeed has increased throughout the life of the podcast. I I don't know... I, I still don't see why anyone listened to it, but we're glad that you, you, several hundred people, stick with us every week. We appreciate that. And now that we finally reached 200 episodes, we can quit. We're done. This is the last episode. Let's close with this. This is their reward. These people that have hung on for 200 uh, episodes, this is, uh, and it's actually a punishment, but we'll call it a, uh, a, a reward. Um, installment number two of really bad impersonations <laughs> of local sports media members. All right, that's this is what we'll close on. And that, um, last week was Ray Christensen, right? Yep, really bad, super bad, but easy, right? We're gonna we're gonna be easy again this week. Um, all right. Are you ready? Well, and we'll close with this. We'll see if you can guess this one. All right. All right. Again, this is on the beginner level. <clears throat> this is Mike Max. 
I, I don't know who that was. Could you do it again? Sure. Sure. <clears throat> <laughs> this is Mike Max. <laughs> I want to say before. I want to say pre-death Dark Star. How close am I? Nope. Nope. Well, you're, you're enough. Stu? All right, Stu, it's your guess. Um, I'm going to guess that that is Joe Schmidt. <laughs> nope. No. God Ooh. damn it. Nope. I'm going to go. All right, my guess again. I'm going to go pompous blowhard Mike Max. That's my, that was Mike Max. Ding, ding, Third guess, you guys. Good job. Good job. That's what we'll close with. Right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, listeners. I don't know why you do this. Thank you. It's Thanks supported. for hanging in. Missed, missed you, B. We'll see you next week. Miss you, Brandon. Born to stay. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And this house just ain't no home. Anytime she goes away. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 